0: Hey guys, welcome to this bonus episode of the Haas Lady Podcast. I've been sitting down with different experts and just chatting about how our worlds all collide in some form or fashion with organization. So this is just two folks sitting down to chat, learn about each other's expertise. So sit back, grab some coffee and tea, hang out with us while we chat, enjoy. Hey friends, it's Becky the Host Lady. So the interview you're about to hear is with a Stacy Heimberger, sugar-free MD. And while we were talking, we had a bit of a connection issue. So there's a few spots in this episode that are a little glitchy. I tried to edit them out the best I could, but some things were just a little too juicy <laughs> to get cut out. So. Just bear with us in this interview. I really, really love this. I encourage everyone to look up Stacy Heimberger at the sugarfreemd.com and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Becky the Host Lady, and I am sitting down today with Stacy Heimberger MD, otherwise known as the sugar free coach MD. Sugar free MD, yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Sugar free MD, awesome. Yeah, so. Stacey and I were just talking about things that we could probably collide in the world of organization, and also in what she does is coach people on how to eat healthier, make things a little easier in their life in the kitchen. So Stacey, before we get into anything juicy, go ahead and tell us all about yourself. What do you do? What do you love
1: to talk about? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is really great. I love being able to chat about this. Um, It's really my passion. Um, I am a medical doctor. I am certified in internal medicine. Um, I came to coaching after having my second baby. My weight was just wanted it to be. And you would think as a doctor, we would have all these tools of how to lose weight, but we really don't learn that. Um, And so I was feeling really powerless um, which I'm sure your audience feels clutter does that to me too. Um, and so coaching, just really putting it back in my court where I could be in charge and I had the power, uh, really just sort of changed everything for me. Um, I really do believe sugar is not necessary in our bodies. The research is really coming around to that. Um, and so for me, that was the first step I I took. I just said, I'm going to really... Try hard not to eat sugar or flour. And I'm gonna try not to with like so much grace and like you're hungry, it's okay, you know, no criticism, which was really different with how I had tried to lose weight or do anything really in the past to sort of this tough love mentality. I went with the opposite of that. And it was just super helpful. Um, and so that's how I came to coaching and I lost about 80 pounds. I um, awesome. just felt like I needed to share this with everyone because I it was felt like magic to me, especially after everything I had learned in medicine. So I still practice full time as a physician, but that for me means Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the hospital. So I free up a couple of days a week to do this, which I'm super passionate about.
0: That is amazing. Yes. 80 pounds. First of all, congratulations. That's Thank you. Thank you not an easy feat. I completely applaud you. Um, So when you made this decision to cut out your sugar and your flour to lose the weight, how how did you manage that in your lifestyle? Because, you know, I teach decluttering home organization as a lifestyle change. It's not like you can drink cucumber water, for a week and lose 40 pounds and expect to keep that weight off. The same is true in home organization. You can't just go through the house once, you know, every six years and purge it out and never expect to buy anything ever again, because you're going to consume obviously. So from a weight loss perspective and from a sugar-free healthier lifestyle, do you encourage your clients to completely cut out their sugars and flours Like cold turkey? Do you like walk into it kind of slowly? Tell us about your
1: process on how you coach your clients through that. I do with my clients. The first thing is we have to sort of meet ourselves where we are. So sometimes when people sign on with me and they know they're going to start working, they sort of naturally try and wean off a little bit of sugar. So they come to me not maybe eating quite as much as they had you don't have to cut out all sugar, especially if your brain is going to freak out about that. Mm-hmm. And just say like, that means I have to drink air water, right? Like there's nothing without sugar. Um, but I did find it really helps with hunger if you can. So I just asked my clients to do the best they can. And what I have done for them, part of, the, of our process in the beginning is before there's any pressure on it, we just brainstorm, like what are meals that you already like that don't have sugar or maybe can be easily modified. So it goes back to this like planning and organization, which Mm -hmm. just crosses into everything. And so I have them make basically a journal or a, a basic menu book of items that they already like, or that they can already like easily modify and have maybe 20 meals that will work for them and their family that are pretty close to sugar free. And then, um, that's sort of what I give to people too. Cause sometimes our brains really are like, no, that's not a thing that doesn't exist. You're <laughs> Like every food has sugar. And so I do have a free dinner guide that I give them as a starting point. Um, but that's what my husband and I did. I sat down with him cause I did feel like it was important to get my, my family on board. And mm-hmm. I have two little kids. They're going to do what you say, but any other grownups in the house, maybe just want to ask them, like, are you willing to do a little bit with me? And so he did help me come up with some things. What I found works for us is that we come up with a lot of good base meals that can easily be modified. So um, we have this idea that we all have to eat the same thing at turns That's just not true. It's one of these mm-hmm. limiting beliefs that we have. Cause when we go to a restaurant, we're totally fine ordering all separate things. Um, and so in our family, we also had to let that go. Right. So some days the boys and I have no problem eating something sugar-free, but it might not be something my husband likes, but he's a grown man. He can go like fix himself something out of the fridge. So, um, an example would be taco meat, We have tacos every Tuesday. And so that taco meat, we can give it to the boys with chips and cheese. My husband can make it on a low carb tortilla. We just can easily switch it up.
0: So in that instance, this is kind of what I like to, to in my kitchen to organize it as I don't know what the mentality was growing up, but I know that my mom would go to the grocery store and just like clean the shelves off and just get everything off in the grocery and bring it home and then just stuff it up in the pantry to the point where you can't see anything. Things are going to expire because you're not, it's not right in front of you. You don't have a plan for these foods. You just think, well, I just need to have them in the house. But I love the idea of keeping those staple items in stock constantly, like the rice and things like you were just saying, things that you're going to need and switch up the, the, the fun stuff, the, the toppings or, you know, the sauces and things like that. um So in, in the kitchen, and I'm actually right now writing an online course about how to visualize your kitchen and um, taking people step by step into their kitchen and making the decisions of what to get rid of obviously food is a no-brainer if it's expired we're going to throw it away if it's already in the pantry right now let's go ahead and make a plan for it so that we know when we're going to eat what's in your pantry And then as you grocery shop each week, you're going to make those plans of what meals you and your family are going to eat. Everything from breakfast, snack, dinner, you're going to plan all of that out. And then you're only going to need to buy the things that you need. I think a lot of times people just buy, like my mom, they just buy groceries because it's impulsive or they think they might use it later down the road, but they don't have a plan. So your free, your offer that you have is a is a meal plan that you actually help people write out to create these kinds of weekly plans. Tell us about that a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So what I came up with is a dinner guide. So it's just sugar-free dinner meals. So it's okay. dinners. Um, I'm a huge fan of leftovers for lunch. But I think dinner is the best place to start. Um, and we do plan out our dinners for the week. And that way I can look and see what obstacles might be in our way. Like if the kids have a game and we're going to need to eat early or later, whatever it is, uh, I always plan a leftover night. Otherwise, you're just going to throw that all out, right? Mm-hmm. What this does to simplify for your audience is my shopping list is always the same, right? We're okay. going through these same 20 meals um, and we always... I'm in Louisiana, so we have red beans on Monday and tacos on Tuesday, and then a leftover day. It doesn't leave a lot of days of guessing, Um, and so I can just buy the same things over and over um, and sort of use what's in the pantry. What I do offer um, anyone who gets that dinner guide is I will walk you through that process of let's plan your week what dinners will work for you. I call it like a protocol review. Um, and so I'm happy to do that for anyone. Cause I really do think, especially the busier you are, this is like a beautiful little self care thing you can do for yourself when you, your day kind of gets crazy and you already know what's for dinner. And it's something that's going to feel good in your body and not make you feel bad that you ate it. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that's, Such a nice thing we couldn't do for ourselves at the beginning of the week. And honestly, once you set them like that, just like your organizational system, once you set it up, it's like a plug and play. It's so much easier to maintain. So once you have like your binder of recipes that work for you and your family, it literally takes me five minutes to decide what we're going to have for the week. And then I text my husband. um, And sometimes my mom stays with us. I'll text her like, this is the plan. Um, It allows me to delegate out those meals sometimes too. Um, And so we're just all on the same page. And then I've pre-ordered the same groceries so often that they're (laughs) on my, you usually buy, or do you want to re-put this in your cart or whatever they call it for your grocery order. And whether I go pick it up from Walmart or I have it delivered, it's just so fast and easy.
0: Yeah, I love that because- I also teach kind of that decision fatigue, like you don't, when you get home and your house is a mess and you just don't want to clean it because you have made decisions all day long, where if you're proactive and you make that plan for dinner, I love that, that you can be proactive, make your plan, there's no question about what you're going to do. And it just takes that one less thing off of your plate to have to worry about. I love that. Do you ever feel like any of your clients come back and say, I am so tired of doing this, these 20 meals? Like, can we not be spontaneous? Can we not just go out to dinner? Or can we not just, you know, veer off the plan? How do you, how do you kind of coach people through that? If they are kind of pushing back on that, they don't want to plan or they don't want to have that, you know, that structure so structured.
1: Yeah. So in the full process, I go through with them. We actually talk about dining out or what are some, I call them emergency backups. It's like your plan B, Mm -hmm. your plan C. And so it might be a grab and go item. Like, um, I want this for takeout. And so, um. The big picture is we can plan for those things too, and sort of have them ready so that we can still make a good decision in the moment. The flip side of that is no one's ever come back and said this is too boring. Okay, great, <laughs> good to know. Because it's really like it, with twenty meals, especially if you're doing a, like a leftover meal in there, you can really change your week and recycle through. That's almost four, that's probably four weeks worth of meals. And so it's just once a month that you're eating the same thing. Um, and most of us eat the same thing for breakfast and lunch already or very close to it. Um, especially if you're working out of the home, um, and you're bringing your lunch, people that meal prep, you're eating the same thing for those meals. For some reason, we have it in our mind that dinner needs to be so exciting and it really doesn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, are you in the the no BS weight loss? Have you worked with Corinne Crabtree on that, like the weight
1: loss side of that? I have. I actually did her advanced certification, so I have my advanced oh. weight loss coaching certificate through her Weight Loss University. So I oh, love Corinne. I love she teaches us too. Like our life should be exciting. Our food can be boring. Like we do not <laughs> make this a big deal. Our brain really wants to complicate things because Mm -hmm. it wants to eat and rest and sugar makes it feel good. And it makes you like, not have to think about things and we can ignore the clutter and we can ignore the bad day. If we just eat and drink and rest, but Mm. that's not what makes us happy long-term. If we have these goals to lose weight or declutter, if we like, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So in the moment, your brain's never going to make the right decision and that's okay nothing's gone wrong. It's just if we can set these things up ahead of time for ourselves we have such a higher chance of success
0: yeah that's that's so true and I think that when people are and just in general whatever like food plan or diet plan or anything that you have, I think a lot of times they, they start with such great intention and they get very excited about it in the beginning and as things start to progress you know they have a bad day and then maybe they they do that grab and go or the emergency dinner and they it's going to be okay or in our instance in my audience it would be you know well i'm just not going to you know put away my laundry today i'll do it tomorrow and then it just snowballs from there and to the point where You are, you've backtracked a little bit, but you're right. There's the, you should not have to feel that, I guess, the shame. There's no like starting over point. There's no, we just, you pick up where you are, pick up what you did. Let's just start where we are. We don't start over anymore. We just keep going. Um, Can you talk to us about if you were to fall off, if you have a client who, you know, kind of went back into that sugar and I don't know, like, and I gave up sugar for the longest time, naturally, like I didn't like make myself give up the sugar, but as I was just eating healthier, as I was just eating healthier and doing, you know, more for my body, I didn't need those sugars. Mm-hmm. So it was just easier for me to do, but. I will be honest, when my mom died, um, it's been a couple of years now, I just went, I don't know, I just fell into this, like, I have to have sugar. It was a coping mechanism for sure. Like, I really, really just wanted all the sugar all the time. And I've gained 40 pounds back from when I had lost my first 75. So I feel like there was a lot of shame with me, in that. And I think that kind of spills over into, you know, in your home. When you do have things very organized and you're you've got a great system, but then all of a sudden you just get really tired or something bad happens and you go into this depression and you fall back on your old habits and old ways. Tell me what you would tell me. Like what would you coach me in this in this process? Like how can I meet myself where
1: I'm at, explain that better
0: to my audience.
1: Yeah, thank you. So this is such a great um, question topic. Um, I think there's two different parts to it. There's like the small indiscretion that we can coach through. And then there's something like, look, I've really gotten off track. And now I'm feeling shame that I haven't been able to turn it around. Um, so I'll speak to the the small one first, this small one, when we go off, off track or really crave sugar and we give in and maybe that's not what we wanted to do if we can use that as an opportunity and pay attention to it i think that's what really helps keep moving us forward like why did i do that what was i searching for so in your you know something like your case where you're dealing with grief and and pain our brain knows food makes us feel better like we do get dopamine it is what will make us feel good in the moment. And sometimes that's what we need and that's okay. And so understanding like I ate that because my body and brain were in pain and that's the best I could do to get out of it as opposed to um, I ate it, I don't know, I'll just won't do it next time. Like we haven't used that as an opportunity. And so I think we'll keep circling back if we don't address why we did it. Now, when it's like been a while and our brain is really making it a big deal that we failed at getting off sugar or whatever chicken little disaster our brain's trying to make it, I think we just have to stop and say, okay, it doesn't matter why I did it. It doesn't matter how I got here. I did the best I could. Let's move forward. Because mm-hmm. our brain wants to make it really complicated and it's going to do this thing where it remembers it as being so hard just because it doesn't want to change where we're at right now. Our brain hates to change. And mm-hmm. so, if it's something where, like, I actually have gained some weight, I had a couple of surgeries. And so, as a weight loss coach that gained weight, talk about what a mind sure. drama that could have been. Right. And I just had to tell myself, like, it's okay. Like it happened. I didn't do anything wrong. There's no reason to be ashamed or be mad at myself. I am like, this is a starting, this is where we start. And we go from here in a really loving way, as opposed to constantly just berating ourselves. Like you failed and we're weak for being in this position. Like, no, I did the best I could. I'm going mm-hmm. to try a new way and I'm going to start again. Because as long as we keep going, we will get there. Yes.
0: I love that. And I have taught this so many times is, you know, I, I preach that I have three rules and rule number one is we do not judge. We do not judge how our environment got in the condition it's in. We do not judge the people who maybe have created the mess. We do not judge ourselves for letting it get messy or for being lazy. We don't do any of those judgments. And that really speaks to what you just said is like we do have to move forward regardless of how we got there. And I love that a whole lot. So so is there anything that your clients would love to know about organization and maybe how I could help you in your teaching and your coaching on how to set up their kitchen a little better to, you know, eliminate some of those, I guess, urges or, you know, mindless eating and things like that. Is there anything that you would like me to, you know, address to your clients?
1: Oh, I would love that. I know that what comes up from my clients a lot is um, they'll be sort of doing great and then someone else will bring something into the house, right? Someone else will bring the chocolate. Someone else will bring the candy. And so um, I don't know if there's a way you sort of help people sort of have it around, but maybe not be right in sight. That would be super helpful.
0: Yeah, so literally right now, I'm actually um, reorganizing our own pantry. And um, one of the things that I noticed is my soon-to-be stepdaughter um, actually has a lot of chocolates and chips and and things like that. So And they've always been in the pantry, like the very center, right in the middle. You walk in, that's the first thing you're going to see is the chips and the snacks and things like that. So what I've done is kind of move those things down to the bottom where they're still accessible. They're not hidden because we don't want to, like, you know, let those things go bad. If they're out of sight, they're definitely going to be, you know, they're going to expire at some point. And we don't want that. So I've put them down at the bottom. Um, Anything that is super like... um, something that we constantly use it's a daily item it's going to be there now it's going to be at that eye level now I'm four foot ten my eye level is a lot different than like my Joe's you know his eye level is a little higher so his daily foods are a little bit higher so I just kind of have those things it's like a um, a natural viewing where you walk in you see the things that you have if if the the immediate response is to get the snacks. We want those just down a little bit lower. We know they're still there Mm -hmm. and we're just going to have them a little bit lower so that the things that we love, it's going to be kind of that, um, like your impulse is to go to the things right there in front of your face. So we just take that impulse away um, to grab the things below. Um, Another thing that I like to teach um, as far as the kitchen goes is when you are coming home to start cooking your evening meal for your dinner if your kitchen is a hot mess that's just adding to a stress even if it's always cluttered like even if the countertops are always very cluttery and very messy you're going to subconsciously be taking note of all the things on the counter if it's mail if it's you know, someone's keys, if it's just, you know, the cereal box from this morning, your brain's going to register everything it's seen. And it's just going to start building the subconscious stress to you. And how we usually or have in the past dealt with stress is to just eat, right? And you're just creating an environment that's going to induce stress eating. So to get those things off the counter, we just need to like have those systems in place. Like we do not come home and open our mail and leave it on the counter. We open the mail over the mail, over the trash can and we throw away 99% of that paper because it's obviously mostly trash. Anything that we have to keep, we're going to go straight to the box it needs to be in to pay the bills or whatever that is. And those are the systems we have. Um, if it, Even if it means coming in and the cereal box is still there from this morning, you just put it away. And if your pantry is so stuffed full of things that you don't need and the the box is not easily put in the pantry, you've created a barrier there, a boundary that you just, you know, it's going to be hard to put the cereal box away, which is probably why it got left on the counter in the first place. So having your kitchen organized, having your countertops clean, Is just creating an environment that's welcoming. It's peaceful. It's less stressful that you come in and start cooking so that when you know that you need to get this frying pan out of the cabinet, you're not moving a bunch of crap around to get the frying pan out. And sometimes, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Sometimes you get very overwhelmed, even for the slightest little tiny thing, like getting that pan out of the cabinet Because you know it's in the very back and everybody's stacked everything else on top of it. So you have to move a bunch of things just to get the frying pan out. And then you're like, oh, this is why I can't cook in this kitchen. This is why I hate cooking. I'm just going to order a pizza. And then you've regressed back into those habits. So setting up a system in your kitchen, go on Pinterest, guys. There's a million things out there to organize your kitchen in any space and capacity, any cabinet, any style that you have. There's a way to organize that. But just making things where you do not have a whole lot of excess stuff in your kitchen. You know, if you have 500 coffee mugs and you only use two, you've you you've created a space in your cabinet that you don't want to put away your dishes because you don't have room. And so they end up sitting on the counter or they end up going to a different cabinet that doesn't make sense. And yeah, I just I'm so excited right now. I'm just like digging into the kitchen with my audio guide that this is such it's like in the very forefront of my mind and in talking to you about that right now is just getting me even more fired up. So, um but yeah, I would I I strongly encourage anybody who is trying to make their life better in the kitchen, trying to eat healthier is to create that system in your kitchen that's eliminating so much of the stuff and it's eliminating the decisions that you have to make, eliminating the steps that you have to take in order to do the things that you want to do. And it's just going to make your life a whole lot easier. So yeah, yeah. when
1: you simplify your meals, like honestly, I just was laughing in my mind when you're talking about this because I never have that problem of getting the frying pan because we only use one. Like when you make the same things over and over again, you figure out how to use so many less pieces of equipment because this, so then you're cooking faster and you're cleaning faster and you're like back at enjoying your family, enjoying your meal, having that extra time. So there's so many sort of secondary benefits to set setting yourself up for success in this way, organizing your kitchen. I honestly think most of our meals are either the air fryer for the kids stuff, the Instapot and one frying pan for us. And that's pretty much it. And so there's not a lot of putting away. There's not a lot of finding and digging and getting frustrated. Um, So it's easier for us to sort of set our kitchen up for success because those things are very in our minds, like we're very easy to find Impulse impulses the, that's just as easy as picking up the phone to order pizza.
0: Oh, I love that. Yes, absolutely. And I have, I think that like in November, we always do a big purge in our kitchen before the holidays, because When you have those, because you're talking about like on the daily schedule, these are your 20 meals that you do daily. Mm -hmm. But when you have those special meals, right, like where you're going to need the special utensils and gadgets and things, if you do not use any of those gadgets for your big holiday meals or your big family annual gatherings or whatever, take this time to just get rid of them. Because You may have seen it in the store and it was amazing. You thought it was going to save you all this time when really all you need is a knife. You don't need this big, giant thing that's going to like, you know, chop your stuff. You just need a knife. So it's just taking up space. and It's just creating more, you know, more, um, more shame. Like, oh, I spent $35 on this. I need to use it. But it's such a pain in the butt to get it out and wash it and all these parts that come with it when you can just get rid of it and just use a knife there's, you know, so it kind of collides into that. I love that you only use like one frying pan for your meals. That's so awesome. I love it. I wish everybody could do that. But anyway, so, all right, Stacey, tell us where we can find you. This has been fantastic. I love talking about this. Obviously I could talk about it all day, but we're all very busy. So tell us where we can find you. How can we find you on social media? Tell us what everything we can do.
1: Oh, yes, of course. So my website is um, www.sugarfreemd.com. If you forward slash dinner, um, you can get my dinner guide of all of those. I think there's about 20 meals in there, sugar-free. So that should be an easy get started if you're interested. So again, it's www.sugarfreemd, all one word, .com forward slash dinner. I am on Facebook as the sugar-free MD and I am on Instagram at sugar underscore free MD. Awesome.
0: That is fantastic. If there's ever a time to just jump in, start taking care of yourself, let's get your kitchen clean. Let's get it decluttered. Let's start planning our meals. Let's work with the sugar-free MD and all of her awesome um, information so that we can just create a life that we really love for ourselves. So thanks again, Stacy. Thanks everybody for listening. Absolutely. And I will see you guys later. Wow. Was that not the best interview? I just loved it. Let me tell you guys, I downloaded her sugar-free dinner guide and those recipes are so super easy and the meals are yummy. So I really hope you take some time and sign up for that with the sugar-free MD. And also, you may have heard me mention this online audio guide that I'm creating. Well, guys, I've been talking about it for a long time, and it is happening. Finally, this is a step-by-step audio guide where I walk you through the major rooms of your home, and I guide you through the three steps, the three rules, and even give you some deep dive and powering tools to really find ways to keep these spaces clutter-free moving forward. And are you ready for this? April 10th. Oh, geez. I just said it out loud. Now I can't take it back. (laughs) Yep. Okay. That is the day. April 10th. That is when I officially launch the Total Home Reset Audio Guide with the Lady. Why April 10th, some random Monday? Well, I'll tell you, because April 10th is the 100th day of the year. And that is significant because the first 100 people who pre-order the Total Home Reset Audio Guide are going to get it for only $100, which is a $150 discount. Yes, you heard me right. That is $150 off the price if you are one of the first 100 people to order. After there are 100 pre-orders or after April 10th, whichever happens first, the price will go up to $250. Because I get it. Not everybody can hire a personal home organizer. Not everybody lives close enough for me to come help them. So that's why I wanted to create this audio guide. I want to be with you in your home in any capacity that I can. And through this guide, not only will you have me in your home, virtually, of course, but you will also have access to me in a private Facebook group where we will only have members who are also going through the steps of this Total Home Reset. We will have all kinds of outlets for you to get help in any capacity that I can help you, okay? So if you want to get in on this action, you got to sign up for the newsletter. So it's com backslash get started. And more details will be coming very soon. Not to mention, if you sign up for the newsletter, you're going to get in on all these monthly challenges, which are even more exciting, and they're free. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thanks so much for being here. Talk to you soon. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Haas Lady Podcast. I am so happy you took time today to change your life for the better. If you or someone you love really struggles with the daily habit of resetting your home, your struggle is almost over. I am so excited to announce that we are about to launch an online course that is going to help you stop cleaning and start living. To learn more, visit thehoslady.com slash get started to get on my mailing list. You don't want to miss this. Until next time, let's get to it.